This is a podcast where we have six people on a Skype call. Actually, seven, but six <laughs> different people calling. Perfect. That's true. Six squares. Six squares. Hello, everyone. Hello. Uh, And welcome (laughs) to Make Believe Heroes, an actual play, 5th edition, Dungeons & Dragons Adventure for everyone. Except you, you 17-year-old. Yeah, you (laughs) stinking 17-year-old. What do we have against 17-year-olds? Absolutely nothing. We love everyone, and we're thankful that you would take the time to listen to our show. And this show is Make Believe Heroes, as I said. And in case you're wondering, my name is Paul. And uh, I am your dungeon master, or I'm the dungeon master of all these losers who are going to introduce who are going to who are going to introduce themselves now. But without us, you would have nothing, Paul. I'm mentally unstable. Okay. <laughs> hey guys, it's Jeremy. Sure. And I play Blaze Blightwood. Blightwood. I'm Jeffrey, and I play <laughs> Joseph. Joe. I'm Alan, and I play Brackle. Brackle. Hey, I'm Felicia, and I play Professor Margaret Cavendish, also known as Meg. Me, Zach, play Chris. Okay, (laughs) Caveman Zach. And last but not least. Hi, I'm Caleb, and I play Kellen. Kellen. I play Kellen. 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 Who plays Kellen? I play Kellen. And we are the make-believe heroes, because we like to make-believe that we are heroes. You believe it, we make it. Hey, we are 12 <laughs> episodes in to season five. Can you believe it? I can believe it. I can't believe That's it. That's pretty cool. Some things have been happening, and there's a lot more going to happen tonight. But before we get to that, real quickly, a couple things. First, if you like many of the action sound effects that we use in our podcast, Boodlebards. you can find those at BattleBards.com. BattleBards. Beetlebards. Brittlebards. Blattlebards. BattleBards offers but- the perfect level of spice for your gaming Table. So, if you're interested in getting some of that sweet spiciness, I'm not. Thank you. Then though. you should go to BattleBars.com and let them know we sent you. Also, if you love us and you want to show us your love and support, you should do so by leaving us a five star review. And if you do that, we'll read one live on the show. Lisa's going to read one right now from one of our friends who did Woo! that. Ready? Yeah. This review is written by Thor Beza. I think that's how you say okay, that. Yeah, it looks like Thor Beza. Um, it's titled "Period." Just a period in the title. But there's words, so yeah, it's, it's a not whole review. It's not. It's not a Jeffrey review. I don't know. So five stars, mm-hmm. and then five it stars. says, "Here's six stars." Oh. Wow! What? Because five is not enough. Was going to wait till I caught up to season five, but here we are. I love this podcast. I love the community this podcast has created, and I love spaghetti. Don't know what I'm referring to. Have a listen to this podcast, <laughs> and you will soon find out. Great high quality content that puts <laughs> others to oh, shame. No. Somebody touching my spaghetti. Uh, the spaghetti is a is a YouTube. Somebody touching my spaghetti. It's an old meme. It's an old YouTube meme. It's the three little bears, right? Yes. Something like that. Yeah. Thank you. What was it? Thorbiza. Thorbiza. Thor- thank you for the five stars. We, we appreciate. Thank you so much. It. Thank you, Thorbiza. Actually, also, six stars. Thank you for that sixth sixth star. That means a lot to us. One more thing you can do to help us: go to <laughs> Patreon.com/slash Heroes and support us. If you do, we'll give you a shout out live on the air. Just like 
John Chesley Brown, which is chess. We know chess. chess. We know chess. Ooh. Chess. Chess. <laughs> Thanks for supporting us, chess. I love you, chess. You're we our know bro. you. And now it's time, finally. Roll, roll that D20. The giant blue D20. Ooh, it was almost in that one. Shoot. <laughs> it's an eight. Ocho. Nueve. Is that the big blue one? <laughs> All right. Yep. It's time. To talk about what happened. Yes, please tell us what happened last time. Last time. On Dragon Ball Z. On, <laughs> on Dragon Ball Z. Last time on Dragon Ball Z. I was about Z. to say, on it's time to do 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 Make believe heroes. Last time, our adventurers still out in the southern seas trying to make their way toward Joseph's secret stash. They discovered... A lone woman abandoned amidst wreckage in the middle of the dark sea. They brought her aboard, gave her some water to help with her dehydration, but she did not awaken. Some of them ascertained that perhaps there was some sort of magical element keeping her unconscious, but they kept her in the cabin, keeping her safe until they could nurse her back to hell. They continued on their way, and as they were traveling across the sea, back in Vent Haven, Chris and Meg were hard at work trying to finish their project, or at least make headway on their project to build some sort of underwater sea traveling device, vehicle, apparatus. But Meg had to go to class. You know, she's a teacher after all. And as she went into her Alchemy 101 class, she was greeted by a new ad, a late ad, a new student, all the way from Branshire, by the name of Guy Clark. Ad or a lad? What is happening? Our boy is back. He's back in town. He's we'll see if fail. he fails. We'll see if he fails class. <laughs> uh, you back, boy. Uh, Chris and Margaret continued their work, and unfortunately, Chris Chris discovered that the rune stone he brought from Rune Cather was not going to be sufficient mm. to power their ship, and so he left, making his way toward the driller, the secret driller train uh, pickup back at sea. The rest of our friends traveling in the fleet, along with their new companions, Captains Hamlin and Celias, they finally reached the location of a dark and secretive island covered in fog. But before they could grow any closer, the fog began to move toward them. And then mermaids and mermen, the merfolk, began to attack all of their ships. Joseph quickly drew a weird whistle that had the vocal cords of the Queen of the Merfolk in it. Blew it. All the merfolk fled, but then the merqueen stepped up into the ocean and demanded that they leave and was going to kill them until the shade stepped forward and did something. Something weird and creepy. Uh, and she backed off. So finally, after all this traveling, Brackle, Joseph, Blaze, Kellen, Charlie, the shade, oh, and Larta, the little gnome boy who came along, created by our own friend and patron, Jack. You're all on these tiny little boats following after the Myrmitor, the great merfolk slash minotaur that lives beneath the sea, that led you through the treacherous path to the stash, the pirate graveyard known as the Darksome Key. Chris. Yes. You are making your way toward the same location where you arrived here. You've passed through Vent Haven to the eastern shores of Vent Haven, and you've entered a cave uh, that you know of, and begin to make your way down. And as you do, you consider, hmm, you know, this could be challenging, right? Yes, very challenging. You've got a big, big job to go and speak with Baron Grable himself. Convince him not only to grant you access to a level three runestone to bring out to the open world, but also... Maybe to reveal himself a little bit to the world. I'm in favor. 
So, as you approach the the call spot for a drawer train, what do you do? Um, I am probably going to contact a companion. A companion? Yes. Of what sort? I would pull Cure. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. But I don't think his speaking abilities would be great to have. Okay. I would probably go for Mogert if I could contact her. You think her speaking ability? <laughs> so why do you want to contact Mogert? Well, I'd want a <laughs> champion because of their status among like the gods. Okay. Wow. Um, hopefully they could help me persuade him a little more. So you're going to try and get Mogert to come with you to Runkuther. I mean, she has been there. Yeah, I think a reunion is in order. Got a scroll sending on you? I do. Dollar up. I I type her rock phone number in the <laughs> scroll of sending. Mogert. Yes. In the southern drylands, you are at home. Your mom and dad's there. Mm-hmm. Max and Dax. Mm-hmm. Some of the others. Can't remember. <laughs> no. Also, your friend, a uh, short, very short, gnomish woman with a uh, you know sort of normal brownish kind of hair, but these really like sharp and bright copper colored eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and your dad is sitting across the table from you. He is eating a salad that's been prepared, and he is looking across the table at you, Mogert, and your friend, uh, the gnome, and he says, um, So, uh, how long have you been a, a dragon? And Tempari says, um, <laughs> My whole life. Oh, yeah, right. Um, I guess that's not... Sorry. <clears throat> It's not really something you... Yeah, of course. That was a stupid question. Stupid. There's no stupid questions no, when you're talking you're to wrong. a Dracon Kelly. That was a stupid question. Um, <clears throat> well, it's a pleasure to have you here in our home, uh, uh, Tim Parry. And uh, um, yeah, uh, about that time, Mogert, you hear a voice in your head. I immediately pull out that rock okay. in my pocket. What's the voice say? Mogert Stonefire. Uh-huh. Yeah, keep going. You that, got twenty-five words. You got twenty-five words. Mogert. Oh she wait, can't not... you have to you have to respond. Wait, I thought we're we're making a phone call. No, that's two. <laughs> Zach, we're breaking the game. Zach, no, come on. <laughs> we're breaking it. Do it. This is Chris. Mm-hmm. If you couldn't tell by my voice, uh-huh. meet me in Rune Cathair as soon as possible. It is urgent. It is urgent. That is all. You can respond. Why is Tempari at Mogert's house? Oh. Chris! That's a valid question. Uh, I'm at my parents' house right now. I will go to the secret place as soon as I can. Do you say that out loud? Oh, yeah. Okay, everybody just kind of stops and looking at you, and Timpari says, Did you just get a sending? Well, he called me on my rock phone. Uh, who? Who? Chris keeps oh, rocks um, and socks. Oh, your friend, on one of the champions of the gauntlet. Actually, the champion team leader, but you, oh, you're Oh, right, right. Yeah, no, I've, yeah, you've told me a lot about Chris, and we've, I saw him. I remember that, you know, when we saw him that time. Uh, what did he need? You need to go to what, what secret place? Yeah, I gotta go. Well, I can't tell you. Oh, wait, 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 wait. She leans over and she says, is it uh, Rund Kathir? Mogert just stops. Mogert just sits still. I I I spent a lot of time. You can't say that out uh, loud. I, oh, okay. So do we need to go now? Uh, he said as soon as possible. Oh, so we need to go now. Um, Mr. Um, uh, Stonefire, it was such a pleasure to be here with you all. Uh, but uh, Mogart and I, sounds like we have an urgent uh, call we've got to answer. 
Yeah, we got some business, you know, Drake on Kelly business since I'm a dragon too now. Oh, you're a what? A dragon? <laughs> I forgot to tell you. No, she's not a dragon. <laughs> so confused. <laughs> she, she is a champion of the gods. You're a dragon, Harry. She's, a dragon. She is a champion of the gods, though. That you know. But we do need to get out of here as soon as we can. Chris needs me. Oh, um, yeah. I'm sorry to leave in such a rush. And your mom comes walking in, and she's got like a huge roast. You, ha you have to leave. But you just got here. Mogert walks over. Yes, mother, I have to go. It's an urgent business. And she starts, like, taking, a, you know, pieces well, here, here, of the let me, let food. Let me get you a little to go here. I've got some little baggies. I'll throw We've it in We've got enough there. time for that. Let's go. It's all right. I'll, I'll take care of it. Just give me two minutes, Mogert. And she gives you a quick hug, runs back in the kitchen. But we do need to go. I'm really sorry to go. Uh, I will I'll bring Mogert back by to see you one more time before we leave. The the um, Where we're headed is not too far from here. Yeah, the secret, secret. Shh. Uh, yeah, it's a place. Um, place. Thank secret. you all again, um, and uh, we'll see you very soon. And Mogret goes around and hugs all of them. I love you guys, and I will be back very soon. Timpari steps out of the, uh, the little dining area, and you all go across the living room and out the front door. Uh, it's the middle of the day where you guys are. There's not too many people around. And Timpari says... Um, here, uh, give me just a second, and uh, I'll oh. work my back. All right. Mm -hmm. And she transforms into an enormous copper dragon right in front of your childhood home. Awesome. I'm so jealous. Uh, she does not roar. She kind of hunkers down just, just for a little bit of, you know, trying to keep it low-key. And she says, climb aboard, and leans a wing down for you to cop up on her back. So, like Mogert's done a million times now, she just... Jumps up there, hmm. sits in her favorite spot, and just leans back. All right, I'm ready. Hold on tight. And you all soar into the water. Yeah, girl. Riding a dragon. Your two small boats bank on the shores of the Darksome Key. It is night. Oh. Or at least it seems dark. The waters are lapping up onto the shore. Do you all disembark? I would really like to know what you started to transform into, Shade. Who says anything about transforming? Oh, that was just a parlor trick, like I said. Just a trick of the light. Or, in my case, the absence thereof, I suppose. A trick of the shade. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's what it was. Don't let it worry you. I'm certain you have some tricks of your own, don't you, champion of Prevalian? Blaze smiles. Shall we? I think we have some business to take care of, the Pearl, waiting for us. But tell me, Joseph, did you, uh, you didn't expect, it seemed you did not expect to meet the merfolk here. Shade says as he steps out into the waters, coming up on to the sands, he wets his feet. What can we expect to find inside there? And he points toward great structure. And it's not really a structure. It's more of a like a small mountain. This island is not like most that you've seen where there's a large beach where you guys have actually come up on it. It is treacherous, grown-up rock and sharp, craggy peaks all around. It'll be very difficult to climb over or to walk on, except for going straight through where you are. There's a path that leads right up to a giant rock face in which there is a cavern. <gasps> and it's weird looking. The entrance to the cavern looks like it's naturally grown. But it is naturally grown in a sort of star shape. Can I roll perception? You may. 
I got a 15. That's total? That's total. With a schvitting total, you perceive everything that I just said, uh, but you also perceive it's very quiet here, like unnaturally quiet. I mean, you can hear the ocean waves lapping up onto the shore. You don't hear any wildlife. Uh, you don't hear any gulls or anything like that calling overhead. It is very quiet, and it is dim lit, which you can see okay in the dark. But it seems like the whole island kind of emanates a strange aura. Oh. Larta actually uh, climbs out beside the shade. He adjusts the little skull uh, riding on top of his head, and he turns and looks at you, Joseph, and he waves you forward. As in, go on? As in, come on, let's go. Come on, come on. I kick him into the water. <laughs> Kellen, Charlie's a little trepidatious about stepping into the water. Why are you so worried? It's just water. You, we just had it. It's all right. We haven't had a bath in probably a month. Also, you guys noticed that Charlie is wearing an eye patch. Nice. Did somebody try to eat him? He donned it for this trip. It gives him. It gives him. Uh, it gives him a plus two to intimidation. Nice. Awesome. Heck yeah. <laughs> eye patches. Is his eye actually missing, or is he just is, intimidating? Is, is, He's just no, intimidating, yeah. yeah you saw him earlier with eye. Yeah, he's his eye's fine. It's just he's a pirate now. Arr. Can we cut off his leg and Please. put a peg there, or does it grow back too fast? No, I refuse to wear a peg leg, <laughs> Charles. I tried to tell him it uh, would look cool. Uh, excuse me, Blaze. I'm Charles. Blaze. Blaze answers in bear. Yes, sir, Charles. <laughs> Is the water safe? Uh, Blaze like walks back over to him and like turns a circle and. And, and Bear says, I will walk with you, good friend. See, you have no reason to be scared. All right. He sticks a paw out in it. He feels it's not too cold. And he, he like, leans over, and the whole little boat just flips. <laughs> Upside down. And he gets dunked into the water. He comes up. And he's very unhappy. And he's, like, shaking all the water off. His eye patch got moved over to the other eye. <laughs> and uh, he, he comes stumbling up onto the sand. That was... I don't like this place. We will have to find you some salmon to recoup your mood. Mm, yes, but let's get away from here first. Brackle. Yes. What's Brackle doing? Looking for Rachel. That's right. Nah, he actually found her. Brackle is looking around, head on a swivel, trying to make sure no evil pirates or merpeople try to eat us. Okay. Just being very vigilant with his... Vigilant. Vigilance. He is vigilant. He's constant vigilance. He is very vigilant. Are you all moving toward the star-shaped entrance to the cavern? I am. Let's head for the star. Marching order. I'll go first. I want to go second. I want to go 18th. The shade is actually already standing over by the, the entrance. He's just looking up. Okay, so you all approach the door. Or not door, but the entrance to the cavern. It is it's dark in there. Uh, you step inside. Brackle cast light. I need to know who's in, who's where. We got Joseph in the front. I'm in the front. I'm in the second. Okay, Shade is like right there by him and Killen. Blaze will take the rear. Larda actually stops at the, the entrance and is waiting. Blaze is taking the rear. So, Brackle, you just kind of in the middle there? You just the meat in the sandwich? I am the meat. Or the cheese? No, I'm the meat. He's just like Arby's. Blaze, Larda kind of falls in step behind you there. Charlie's walking up there next to Kellen. Or, is, or are you riding, Charlie? Is Larda fat? Teeny, you fat, Lor. Uh, yeah. Come get some dinner. 
Kellen, are you riding Charlie or is he walking beside you? I, I would assume that I would eventually get on his back. Okay. Yeah. So you all go inside. As you're walking inside, you are crunching under your feet uh, shells, carcasses of crustaceans and different things. It's very dank smelling inside this cavern. Mm, this is some dank, dank memes. There's some memes in there. Dank memes, bro. You continue forward walking. Rackle, it's becoming difficult for you to see. It's it's actually quite dark in here. I, I can't see, guys. I'm blind. What what you do? Who who cast it on me? No one. It's dark. Cast what? It's dark in there. Darkness? Somebody cast blind on me. He's, a, he's just a human. He can't see very well. Brackle attacks the darkness. Starts flinging his blade everywhere. I feel like <laughs> our human friend would be bad to lead through the darkness. I thought he cast light. Who casts light? Brackle. I don't think Brackle has light. Brackle's a ranger. Brackle <laughs> does not know how to cast light. You cast light? <laughs> he cast casts light. light a torch. On what? I cast light on Sir Charles's nose. <laughs> I kind of like this. Like Rudolph. Charlie's nose shines and cuts through the night. Is it red? Oh, my goodness. Look at this. I am a sun bear. You've become a sun bear. I have. Look at this. Look, Blaze, look at my nose. I am a sun bear. You are a sun bear. You are a bear of the sun. <laughs> I am casting forth light into the darkness. Salute the sun. In the brightness of the light, uh, Joseph, you can see that up ahead of you, because there's really only one direction this cavern heads, but up ahead of you there's a, a thick wall of heavy moss and vines that has grown up and sort of filled like a wall of, of its own in front of you, blocking the way. I cast swing at it. With? Oh, you all see this. You all see a big thick wall of moss and vines. So, you know. Blaze starts unraveling his sword. Okay. Walks up to it. And uh, he's going to inspect it first, and mm -hmm. uh, then he's going to cut it in half. Okay. Do you want to make a check to inspect it, or you just look at it? No, I want to inspect it with a check, for sure. Okay. You can give me a an investigation check. Oh, that's a 15. 14 plus 1. Hey. Schwifting. Actually, you have a plus 5. Oh. oh. So that's a 19. It's a 19. Oh. That's pretty Ooh. good. You investigate it. It is strange. The vines and the, the sort of leafery and the moss on it, the, it has a bluish tint to it. It's not like anything you've ever seen in terms of plants. I have never seen anything like this. It has a blue tint. I wonder if it bleeds green. I cut it. You cut it. You cut through it easily. You slice right through it. Okay. As you do, you can see a strange sort of like bluish liquid dripping from the cuts. It is safe to say it does not bleed green. It's a Kentucky Wildcat. <laughs> Yuck! <laughs> okay. Get it? I get it. I don't get it. I don't either. I get it. What's a Wildcat? What's behind door number one? What do we see? What do we see? What do we see? What do you see? You cut through it and, and the path continues down that direction. Aha! Do, 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 do. Good job, Blaze. You did it. Um, The stuff is dripping down from overhead. I take a drink. Ew. You really do that? No, I make sure that Olarda gets a drink. I'm gonna use my sword to uh -huh. keep myself clean. Okay. And like hold it over my head like an umbrella and step through. Trying to keep from letting any of that stuff get on you. Yeah. Okay. Is everybody doing that? I mean, I would dodge around it if I could. Yeah, I ain't trying to get wet. 
Uh, just everybody, just you know, everybody's going through. Just if you're gonna try and avoid it, give me a, a d20 roll to try and do that. I got a four. Sixteen. <laughs> I got a natural one. Oh my. Blaze slips and falls and rolls all in it. Aha! I got a natural one as well. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Kellen, see it up there in that one. Kellen and Blaze like slip at the same time and then fall into a puddle of it and just like it's poured all over them. Mm-hmm. It starts like splashing into our mouths and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Blaze was all concerned about keeping Sir Charles dry. Roll on Charlie. Oh, okay. I climb up on Charlie and start rolling around. For Charles, Sir Charles of Buried. I'll tell you what. We'll, we'll call this a dexterity. Oh no! Oh, he we'll got call, thirteen. Uh, <laughs> it was it was on a one. We'll call this dexterity, and we'll say anything under over an eight. Dexterity. Yeah, dexterity check. Just a straight dex check. For who? For all of you. Anybody trying to avoid it? What? Like you can add your dexterity to your roll. I got a twelve. Okay. I got a nine. I got a. 17. Yeah, but you got natural one, Kellen. So natural ones, unfortunately, are a failure. No. But everybody that got over an eight Whap. that didn't get in that one, you can get by without getting any of it on you. So, uh, Blaze and Kellen. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah. Uh, as you're stepping through, and you know, you're, you're holding up your sword trying to push these things out of the way, some of that blue runs down onto your arm, uh, Blaze, and... It immediately sizzles and burns. Oh. And these weird-looking blue boils, like, rise up where it touched you. This is rather painful. The same thing happens to Kellen. <laughs> what about Larda? Did he roll? Oh, yeah. Let me roll for him real quick. I hope he gets a nat one. <laughs> Kellen, you look like you're about to explode as well. Ah, this is painful. He rolled a 10. Darn it. Flat on the dice, so he's good. I hate that guy. Yeah, poor guy. You got no reason to hate him. Kellen, you get uh, some of it drips on your the back of your neck, and you feel, and you've got these two bluish lumps on the back of your neck, and they're very tender to the touch. Ow! You guys are gonna turn into blueberries. <laughs> I hope so. But you get through. You do get through. The shade says, "Oh, Blaze, are you all right? What is that?" It looks like whatever was in that plant. I am highly allergic to. He's got the bluebonic plague. (laughs) (laughs) You're fired. (laughs) Well, just keep an eye on that. It doesn't look normal. Does it hurt? It hurts rather much. We'll make for interesting scars, though. Or loss of limb. Or death. Roll me a D4, both of you. Oh. Oh, poop. Here we go. A two. D4. Okay. You sank my battleship. (laughs) <laughs> I got a three. Well, Blaze. <laughs> Are you about to tell me to take two damage? You lose three limbs. I'm not. Blaze. Yeah. Your charisma and constitution scores both decrease by the number that you rolled. <laughs> Holy crap. Are you serious? So your charisma and your constitution, Blaze, dropped by two. So your charisma is now a six. <laughs> Oof. And your constitution is now a 13. So Holy poopers. Kellen, you rolled a three. So yours goes down by three. Your charisma is an 11. Constitution is an 11. Okay. This is where I die. Holy poopers. So really what that equates to on any checks is you're, you're going to drop by one in any of those checks that you have to do. Okay. So we'll keep track of that. Three and two. <laughs> I'm in danger. <laughs> Jot that down somewhere. Make sure you remember. Okay. Uh, but you guys don't know that yet, but that's happening. It's like you know in character. You know you feel weird. 
Um, Joseph. Yes. The cavern is narrowing, just like you expect. You didn't expect to see those vines and things here. That was weird. Mm, that was but the cavern is narrowing, and uh, you are approaching, and you see ahead of you the large metal door, 15 feet in every direction, circular. Knock, knock. It's the vault door that you expect to see. How do you get through it? I take the key to the door. Hurry up, dragonborn. You hold the key up. What's the key look like? It looks like the most general-looking door key you've ever seen. <laughs> okay. You hold it up, and a uh, a keyhole appears in the center of the door, but uh, it won't let you put the key inside until you say the magic word. Meow. It's meow in Draconic? No, it's just meow. You just me. No one would ever guess that. Okay. You lean down and meow at the door? Yes. You meow at the door, and there is a hum, a little bluish glow. The key slips into the door, and then with a click, you hear the mechanism release. And the shade says, really, Joseph, did you did you pick that, or did you learn that? It's a secret. Oh, goodness. Interesting. Well, are we all going inside? Is, that is, is perhaps the worst password I have ever heard. Is this your vault? Maybe. Are we all going inside? Maybe not. Blaze walks inside. Now's the time. I close the door. You close it? Yeah. Joseph, come now. We've come all this way. Stormbright, I thought we were friends. <laughs> okay, I, I left him in. Yay! Okay, you open... Wait, I close the door. Oh, you... Okay. And then I open it again. Goodness gracious. Joseph. I jump in. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make a dex check. <laughs> Brackle sits down. Okay, Bra <laughs> Brackle, you sit down. Yeah. Hey, hey Brackle. Yes. Make me a wisdom saving throw. Mm. Natural 20. Whoa. But oh, plus three. You, nothing. You notice absolutely nothing. Everything feels good. Feeling good. Nice. Feel good. I've never felt good before. Brackle is like, wow, what is <laughs> going on? Is everyone going inside? What's happening? Yes. Blaze is inside. I'm going inside. Blaze walks in. Joseph, you come in, you come in as well, I'm assuming. The yes. shade's with you. Brackle? Yeah, I follow. We step inside the very large cavernous vault, and Joseph, tell me what we see. Mm, you see gold coins everywhere, oh, all over the floor. Piles of gold coins. Yes, they're not in chests. They're just all. Over, they're just everywhere. Yeah, just smog stuff. What can I yeah. say except you're welcome? Wait, no. What's the crab guy saying? I'd rather be shiny. You are very bad at gambling. You see a couple bookshelves with books on it, mm -hmm. and you see a couple jewelry cases, mm -hmm. and maybe a suit of armor and some other stuff that's just like, you know, set on a shelf or something like that. That you can tell is nice. I see. Um, is it like one big giant area, or does it splinter off? Mm, I would say it's probably just one big area. I see. So you step inside, Joseph. What do you do? What do I do? There's a lot of gold in here, Joseph. I mean, I am ridiculously wealthy, but there's a lot of gold in here. Did you collect all of this yourself? Most of it. Ah, so you inherited some of it, did you? Well, inherited isn't probably the best word for that, but... What word would you use? Hmm. 
emancipated it. I believe he's trying to tell you he is a pirate. <laughs> of course he's a pirate. Uh, one of the most well-known, notorious pirates in all of existence. Linnaeus Darkstorm. Isn't that right? It's true. <gasps> now, we've come here for... I know what I've come here for. A little pearl. Do you happen to know where it is? A little pearl, hmm. It's gotta be around here somewhere. And what exactly are you here looking for, Joseph? Me? Mm-hmm. Oh, pfft. nothing. Just hanging around. What is Brackle, Kellen, Blaze? What are y'all doing? I'm watching and listening. I'm looking at stuff. Okay, what's Kellen doing? Kellen Charlie. I, I'm attempting to dig into the gold and cover myself with it <laughs> for no reason. Specifically. Charlie's helping you. Scrooge McDuckin' it. Yeah. It's quite hard. Well, Joseph, shall we find the pearl? Yes, we shall. Can I roll uh, investigation perception to find the pearl while they're talking about it? Why don't you roll me a perception? Can I also do that for no reason specifically? I mean, would I not know where it was at? You probably would know exactly where it is, yeah. Uh, 15 plus 4 is 19. So with a 19, as Joseph begins to lead the shade forward to where he expects to find the thing, you hear something, something strange. Oh, boy. As they're stepping forward, you, you hear a, almost like a low, echoey whisper from behind you. I do, or Joe does? You do. You're the one perceiving. I uh, immediately turn around. You turn, and there is just a pile of gold behind you with just random assortment of things on top of it, and, and you can hear a, a whispery sound coming from the other side of it. And you notice something. Larda's nowhere in sight. Larda's gone? You step around to see what the sound is, and just then, a scratchy, echoey voice rings out throughout the whole vault, like in all of your ears. Ah, little Joseph Stormbright. And uh, stepping through stone wall to your right comes a spectral figure. He's tall. Blue scales, wearing a, uh, a big, gaudy, black pirate captain's hat. One of his eye sockets is completely empty, and part of his jaw looks like it's been carved out. There is white bone and pointed teeth staring down from beneath his blue scales. His body's also covered in these sickly barnacles and green rot, as if he's been at the bottom of the sea for years. Part of his arms and legs are also like rotted away, and he's got pale bone exposed beneath them. And Joseph, you recognize your old captain, <laughs> Captain D. Captain D. Oh, what? Uh, what are you doing here? He walks forward with his hand on a cutlass at his waist. Ah, Joseph, I've been here since you left me, corpse, floating to the bottom of the sea. No, you haven't. I have. <laughs> well, not, not here. here. And he draws the cutlass and points it toward you. Huh? Rotten near, near the, the bottom, bottom of the ocean. Hmm. Made the darksome key, key my eternal home, home, did you, Joseph? And where's your little friends who helped you with it? Outside? At their ships? They're somewhere. Well, we heard the call. Who was it what called us? Huh? Which one of you? Called forth the dead here, you did. Which one? 
I look around. He holds up his unsorted hand, and Larda, little gnome, comes levitating out from behind the rock and sort of quickly into the palm of his hand. Arr, it was this little gnome, was it? And Larda's kind of like struggling. He's got him by the throat, and he's like kind of struggling, like grabbing at his hands. And Captain D takes his sword and says, Thank you, gnome. And runs it up between his ribs. Nice. As he does, Larda lets out a... (gasps) His head cocks back. That skull on the top of his head, like, turns black, like like a black ink running across it. Oh, my. And he says, What was changing beyond Oh, whoa. Oh, my gosh. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Brackle shoots him with a bow. The light on Charlie's nose goes out. Captain, that is not okay. And you hear a... (laughs) ring across the room. And the only light you can see right now is the glowing spectral figure of Captain D, as he says. Well, Well, Joseph, won't you join me? The afterlife. She's not so bad after all. Oh, and some of our old friends are here, too. And stepping out from around him come a number of other spectral, ghostly, rotting, undead pirate figures. One you see to your right, Joseph, and you recognize one of your old crewmates, Marlinda Heralda. Oh, boy. See a red dragonborn. Um... She walks out and she's kind of hunched over, but you look at her side and it's like gone or something mm-hmm. has cut through or something has, that's how she died. Joseph Stormbright. Not you. <sighs> Been waiting for you. Okay, I'm glad you guys killed Laura. Thanks for that. But you're going to have to go back where you came from. On the other side, you see your old friend, the acrobatic martial artist himself, the best you've ever faced. Walk in me plank, Pegbeard. Pegbeard? Pegbeard. Pegbeard. So I come out doing flips into the <laughs> battlefield. <laughs> Good. Just a very thin really? human, mm-hmm. clean shaven, long red hair. Ah, Joe. Joe. Thought, thought I'd seen, seen the last, last of you. you. Apparently not. I thought I'd seen the last of all of you as well. Well, well, let's, let's make, make sure, sure it's the last any of us sees of any of us. Good idea. Sounds good, Captain. And let's roll initiative. Bring it. Brackle shoots everybody in the face. As we roll initiative, I'll just let you know. You see the people we just said. You see Captain D, Marlinda, and Pegbeard. You also see three other spectral pirates step out from behind Captain D, and they're all moving in your direction. All right, so the first one to go is me, Blaze Blightwood. Oh. I'm going to immediately set my sword on fire. Okay, oh, yeah. set that sword of flame, boy. I'm going to light that thing up. Yeah, baby. That sword is on fire. And which one is closest to me? Where were you? I was near the center of the room. Yeah, but then you kind of stepped back, didn't you, when you heard the whispering? This is true. I mean, you, you know, they're walking towards you. They're probably 30 feet away from you. The closest one to you would be these two. They both came from the sides of the room, kind of coming in this way. Captain D's a little further back, and then those others were right behind him in a sort of semicircle. So you've got Marlinda on the right, and you've got Pegbeard on the left. Uh, I'm going for Pegbeard. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to try to attack him with my greatsword. Old Pegbeard. Okay. Roll it. And I'm going to make it a fainting attack. 
Okay. So that I have advantage on my next roll against that same creature. Okay. Okay. Nice. Oh, oh, oh natural. Go away. Oh. Go away. Natural 20. Oh, no. <laughs> Pegbeard, you're in trouble. No. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> That's 15, but then I roll 2d6 fire damage. Okay. Hey. Is, wait, does it is it regularly 2d6 or is it usually 1d6? It's normally 2d6. So then you roll 4d6. Oh my you gosh. It. Yeah, you double it. Here you yeah, go. Boy. Dang, baby. Oh, another 15. Wow. Dang. Another 15 fire damage. Stop. So 30 total damage. 15 slashing and 15 fire. Dang, baby. That was a lot. That's what I'm talking about. started out with. I mean, that was a lot. And uh, I have this great thing called an extra attack. Yeah. You're going to attack him again? I'm going to do that. I'm going to attack him again. And I have advantage. Okay. I'll roll it twice. Zach. First one's a 23. <laughs> if he one shot. Second one's Zach. even bigger. This is going to be yeah. ridiculous. Oh All right. Roll it. Slash him again. Well. 11 more damage. Mm -hmm. And then let's roll 2d6 worth of fire. Okay. Six more. That great sword comes down to that ghost, cuts him across head to toe, and then goes across his chest again. Let's see what else I want to do. Was that 47 total? Am I'm I counting that right? I don't know. I'm, I'm, are you are you attacking him again? Oh yeah, I get okay. three attacks whenever you attack with the action oh on my, my turn. Gosh, he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna one shot you. Three. Yeah, I'm gonna try to kill you, bro. Do it. What is it? Why me? <laughs> That's a nineteen. That's a nineteen. That's a hit. Good grief. Give me that damage, baby. Wowzer. Ten. Two more d6 behind that. Seven. Wow. Okay. Like really just wailing on this dude i mean hardcore wailing on him with flames and fire just spinning around unreal is that the end it's like cutting the air <laughs> <laughs> oh i missed something i'm supposed to add my uh, d10 to the damage of the first attack because i'd use the fainting attack so he also needs to take a d10 go ahead and roll it boy here you go buddy five more okay it is Marlinda's turn. All right, so Marlinda is standing there hunched over. She looks up at Joseph. Mm -hmm. I guess this time you'll go with us, Joseph. And she does the reveal, and she takes off her, I guess, her, like, flesh. Oh, no. And everyone in front of her sees the just rot in the skull and, Chris. you know, kind of like Captain D yeah. with the... Like, obviously, she's been in the ocean, and there's, you know, barnacles and nasty stuff under the mask. And so, uh, each creature has, in within 30 feet, uh, must succeed on a DC 13 wisdom save. Yeah, wisdom save. Which is everyone. Or be frightened until the next... Okay, Blaze got a 14. I'm good. Barely. 14. 14. Hmm. Kellen. Oh, What's no. your wisdom... Oh no, Kellen. My wisdom is. Your save looks like it's a plus four. Well, that is a 13. No, it's a 10. No, no it's 11. Yeah. No, yeah, it's 11. 11. Yeah. It's 11. I can't count. That's okay. 11. So, Kellen fails. Oof. Roll one for Charlie, too, Kellen. Come on, Charlie. He's got, he got a 12, and then. He's got a plus uh, one. So, he meets at 13. Look at that. And. Uh, uh, Brackle? I don't want to, but I'll try. Oh my. 13. Oh no. 13 even? Wow. Even. So everybody except for Kellen saved. Wow. That is well so he's done. He's frightened. Uh, Kellen, you're frightened, which means you can't approach 
Um, you have disadvantage on ability checks and attack rolls while they're in your line of sight, and you can't willingly move closer to the source of your fear. Okay. Gotcha. So you can't willingly move closer to her. You can move towards someone else. But uh, and, and if you turn your back to her, she's not within line of sight, just so you know. The three spectral figures behind Captain D come running toward you guys. The first one runs toward Blaze because he's over there wailing on the martial artist, um, Pegbeard. Where is he? Destroying Pegbeard. The first one is, uh, he's got a nasty looking cutlass and he swings it at you. And the first one is a 21 to hit. Blaze. That is a hit, of course. Okay. Two of them are actually running towards you, Blaze. So two of them are going to swing at you. One rolled 21. The other one got a, an eight total. So the eight is a miss, I'm assuming. Okay. Seven plus three, you take 10 damage, uh, slashing damage from the sword. And I need you to make a, uh, a constitution saving throw. Okay. Mm-hmm. You said one of them missed me, right? One of them missed you, yes. I'm going to maneuver and repost. I'm going to use my reaction. Repost. To when a creature misses you with a melee Repost. attack, you use your reaction and spend one superiority die to make a melee weapon attack against. A pasta. Okay. Add it to the damage. Okay. So I get to attack the one that missed me. Posty. All right. Roll the attack. Roll, roll me the constitution throw first. Con's just a 10. It's actually a 9 right now because your con is dropped. You're right. My con is a 9. So that's a failure. Roll me another d4. That's not nice, Paul. You shouldn't make people roll their own damage. You take two damage. Another one of those blue boils pops up on your arm where he hits you. <laughs> uh, and you start feeling nauseous. Make an attack against the second one. That'll be a 21 total. That is a hit. Boy. So we'll the demolish. We'll just let Blaze take care of them all. <laughs> Nine. Nine. Plus 2d6 fire. All right. Okay. Roll with the fire. Yeah. Forgot about that. Eight. Eight. All right. The third one comes around and runs forward toward Joseph. No, we don't. He does. No, he don't. He does. Mm, armor class. What's your armor class? Eleven. Wow, dude, that's a hit. For show. Sure. That's a low armor class. Yeah, it is. Uh, so let's see here. I need to roll one of these. She take eight slashing damage. I need a Constitution saving throw. Twenty-three. Oh well, you're good on the con save. Uh, you don't get any blue boils. How much damage? Eight total damage, slashing damage. He attacks again. This one is a whiff. Nice. Believe it or not, even at, even at eleven, it's a whiff. Very nice. All right, you hear a <laughs> Joseph, Joseph, me lad. You should have never come back, back here, boy. Okay, we'll see about that. And Joseph, out of the darkness, Failure. ahead of you, comes flying a black, blue, roiling tentacle. And you see as Captain D swings his arm up and this bluish black tentacle just comes flying forward towards you. Cthulhu? It's an 18. So that's a hit? Yes. All right. This tentacle wraps around your, like, your shoulder. And you take 12 necrotic damage. And I need a constitution saving throw. Hmm, that's an eight. Hmm, you don't lose 12 hit points. That's good. Your hit point maximum is reduced by 12 hit points. What are you doing to us? What are you doing? You're messing with our character sheets, bro. Okay. Hmm. Joseph, this is not a good place to hide your treasure. He then dashes over toward Blaze, as he sees this dude's a real threat. And he swings his greatsword at you. 
Uh, 14, does that hit? That meets my armor class. But your armor class is only a 14. Yeah, girl. I'm going to get you some better armor. You're a fighter. Uh, here you go. You ready? I am a fighter who purposely is wearing tattered, destroyed armor. Hey, baby. Hey. Let's do it, baby. You take six slashing damage. You take 17 cold damage. Do I take six or 17 total? 17 total? You take 23 total. 17 cold and six slashing. Nice. It is like I walked into a frozen tundra. Uh, give me a constitution saving throw, but this time with advantage. That's a little better. Okay, that'll do it. You are safe for now. That'll do, pig. That's less than that. But that are, boy, ladies, that's a natural, a natural one. one. And so uh, you will get to use your ability you were going to use for free. Amazing. <laughs> I won't even charge you a uh, superiority die if you don't want. So go ahead and use it. That is awesome. You're welcome. So nice. Thank you, Paul. He's so nice. Um, I just get to make a melee attack. Yeah, you did not like getting slashed for 23 cold damage, and so you do the thing. Yeah, and if I hit, I get to add 10 yeah. to it. Yeah, do it. Or roll a 10 with it. Attack Crap. Oh, dang. Oh. Didn't happen. Got an eight. That cold got to blaze. Man, that stinks. But hey, you tried. And it's the it's the effort that matters in still this cool. case. It was still cool. Uh, that's finally yeah. the end of his turn. All right. Mm, Kellen. Sweet. It's your turn. Okay. When do I get to go? After Kellen. So the main bad boy is right in front of Blaze. Yeah. And then there's two over on Joseph. There's two on Blaze. Two on Blaze. Uh, there's one on Joseph. And the big guys on Blaze. Blaze has three dudes on him. Uh, Joseph has one. Oh. And are they right in front of him? Who attacked? Oh no, Blaze has Blaze has four guys over there. Gotcha. He's got the martial artist, two of the peons, and Captain D. Okay, one dude's over on Joseph. <laughs> and then D. Felicia's character okay. is on the right over here. Melinda, Marlinda, Marlinda is over on the right. Marlinda. Cool. Can't attack her because I'm frightened. Did you know that Mar is? Spanish for C. Really? Mm -hmm. Wow, I didn't even know. That's cool, isn't it? I would like to drop a five-foot radius drop on as many bad guys as I can right next to Blaze. You can do that. I would say that you can either do it to include Captain D. Nice. Captain D and one of the other guys. So you can target two of them. Okay. I'm going to cast Moonbeam at fourth level. Oh, Oh, baby. What do they do? They make a save, right? Yep. So they have to make a... Let's look here. They have to make a con save. They make a con save. Yes. Okay. The first one will be for Captain D. That is a... Let's see. What is his con save? Ooh, his con save is really good. It's a 16. Okay. That meets. Okay. Here's for the other guy. It's an 8 plus... No, minus 1. So that's a 7. So the other guy loses. Okay. Okay. So technically... Let me let me explain to you how this works real quick. Technically, it doesn't happen now. Okay. We'll keep their saves... Uh, what happens is when their turn starts, it does that. Okay. Sounds good. But, and, but you can move the beam and stuff around after this, right? Yes. But since we're going to wait, Charlie, go help Joseph. I'm coming, Captain. He can't hear you, Joseph. You can't hear you. Your... I'm going to move him as close to him. Okay. You move him right up next to him. Very good. Linnaeus. Yes. I want to cast Investiture of Wind. Okay. What happens when you do that? I gain a flying speed of 60 feet. Okay. And ranged weapon attacks made against me have a disadvantage on the attack roll. And okay. I use my action to create a 15-foot cube of swirling wind centered on a point you can see within 60 feet of you. And each creature in that area must make a con save 
and take 2d10 damage on a failed save. And if they fail, they get pushed up to 10 feet away. Cool. So you make cool. a spot, 15-foot cube of swirling wind. Yes. Uh, centered on a point, and a creature in that area must make a con save. Uh, where are you putting it? I want to put it so the guys surrounding me get hit by it. Okay, there's one guy surrounding you. So that if they fail the save, they get pushed away from me and I can move. Gotcha. Okay. So he needs a con save? Yes. Uh, what's the con save? 17. Oh, he fails. Nice. So, go ahead. So he gets pushed 10 feet away from me. Uh-huh. And takes 7 damage. 7 damage. Okay, you hit him. He gets pushed back. Anything else? So then I fly high into the sky. Okay, how high? 60 feet. If it goes that high. Uh, the ceiling's not that high. I'll say it's probably about 20, 25 feet. Yeah, that's good enough. 20 feet. Okay. Somewhere where I think they won't reach me. Zach. Yes. It is walking me plank Pegbeard's turn. <laughs> what does he do? Yeah, the guy who just wrecked me. Literally, there are chunks of rotted bluish flesh hanging off of your body where you've just been slashed to pieces. But you can still move around pretty good. I'm going to spin. Mm-hmm. And punch him in the face. Okay. <laughs> you gonna punch uh, 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 Blaze? Yes. I'm gonna give you advantage because Blaze is legitimately surrounded by four people right now. I appreciate that. <laughs> but if you move five feet around him to the other side, you will enter the moonbeam. Just warning you. Moonbeam of death. There's a beam of light coming down from the ceiling or on the other side. Oh of boy. Oh, that's cool. I'm a Pokemon. <laughs> I got the moonbeam. All right. A seven. Pokemon. What is that for, Zach? That was to hit. Um, the higher roll was an 8 plus 5, which is a 13. Which is below my armor class. That is one under his armor class, mm. Zach. I keep spinning, and I go for another punch. Okay. Uh, 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 you punch like a ghost. Do it. <laughs> Do I still have advantage? Yeah, you've got advantage on all these attacks. Punch like a ghost. You are very wimpy. That should be a t-shirt. <laughs> That's a 15, or a 14, right? Which meets. That is a 14. Did you do the other one, the advantage? Yeah. The higher was a 9 plus 5. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, that's a hit. So roll me 1d8 plus 3. 1d8 plus 3. It's a 4. You take 4 bludgeoning damage. That's pitiful. Oh my God. Roll me two more 20s. Come on. Come on. One more time. One more time, baby. One more time. Uh, I do need a con save on this one, though. Oh, for that thing. The thing you oh, said. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, need a, I need a con save. Okay. Roll me a constitution save. I forgot about that. <laughs> Ooh, secrets. Oh my gosh, dude. He is absolutely... Is that it? You will be honored to be the first ghost that I have killed. You still got one more attack. He's He is not... He succeeds on the save, but you got one more attack. <laughs> Roll. The other attack is a 21. Nice. This, this one's a and hit. That's seven total damage. All right. You take seven bludgeoning damage. Well, no, you know, you and I don't get to do that thing again, do I? Once per turn. That is unfortunate. Because I will not have another turn. Uh, it's possible that you may not. Um, <laughs> Brackle! I am going to send you to the heavens. Brackle, after all this, finally. Bra- what is Brackle doing? Baby, it's you. He just leaves. He walks out of the cave. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. <laughs> no, I'm the, door, the door is locked. He, he, the way is shut. Oh, man. Uh, he uses a send. <laughs> Come on, Alan. What are you doing? Yeah. What, what's Brackle doing? Tell me. So you said there's a bunch concentrated around Captain... Or not Captain Blaze? Blaze has a pretty good chunk around him right now, yeah. How many? 
How many does he have? I have four. And they're all within ten feet of each other? Uh, yes. Yes, if you target me. Okay. I'm going to use volley. Okay. You can use your action to make a ranged attack against any number of creatures within ten feet of a point you can see within your weapon's range. Uh-huh. And just a separate attack roll. So I'm going to... Everybody within ten feet except for Blaze. Okay. Of Blaze. Okay, so that's four guys. You've got Captain D, two of the peons, and uh, Pegbeard, who is hanging on by a thread right now. Zach. I don't like this. Don't be still on my kills. He might. Killing my stills? <laughs> Killing my stills. So the first one. Mm-hmm. Who's, who's that? Who are, you, who are you attacking? Let's do Pegbeard first. Pegbeard. Just to, to cut the uh, tension. Yeah. So that will be a 24. <laughs> We're not friends. Roll the damage. Dude. 1d8 <laughs> plus 4. Okay. You could survive this. I could. So this is a 12. You rolled an 8. I rolled an eight. <laughs> so how do you kill him? I shoot my arrow. I stop the arrow with my hand midair. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> but it's going to be a knockout blow. I use one of those Hulk uh, punching glove arrows. Brackle. Come on. <laughs> how you kill him? I aim and I shoot out four arrows in quick succession. <laughs> and the first one hits him right on the top of his head because it's like an angled shot. It hits you right in the top of the head. Zach Pegbeard, and when it does, you feel yourself like going back out of this undeadedness that you have right now. Okay. Roll me a constitution saving throw. Yep. That is an 18. Okay, and the DC... And I needed a 17. That's right, the DC is 5 plus 12, so you feel yourself going, and then you stop, and your head pops back up, and you've got an arrow sticking out of your forehead. With one hit point. I would like to break it off. <laughs> you can. You snap it off. You say anything? No. Okay. I am so tired. Just reach up and snap it off. All right, Brian, uh, who's next? Uh, we're going to go like in the order they're standing. It would be the next two peons. Let's, let's go with a peon. Okay. Peon number one. Uh, 15 plus. That hits. 11. So that's 26. That hits. Oh, dang. Mouth. Plus 11. Amazing. Jeez. This one's only six, though. Six to my old. All right, next peon. This one's only a 13. Still a hit. They are truly peons. So this is a uh, 12 again. Wow, 12 damage. All right. Boy, that's a lot of damage. Now, Captain D, who has not been touched yet. Dang. Oh, he's about to be. Has not oh, been touched. If that's the case... Had any of the peons been touched before? Uh, the second one had. I want to use a Colossus Slayer on them then, because it has okay. to be on somebody who's been damaged. Right. Or right, right who's right, below yeah. maximum HP. Right. How much is that? That's an extra D8, so five more. Okay. All right. Wow. He looks rough. Nice. You hit him, and some of that blue blood like squirts out, and like a barnacle falls off of his neck onto the ground. Uh, now, Captain D. Barnacles. Roll it. Captain D. 14. That meets. You got him. That is a 10. 10 damage? 10 damage. Okay. Is that the end of your turn? Then as a bonus action, I'm mm -hmm. going to cast Magic Missile. No. Magic mm -hmm. I'm going to... Probably should have done this before, but I didn't. Hunter's Mark. Hunter's Mark on Captain D. Derp. Okay. On Captain Derp, you cast Hunter's Derp. Mark, and he is now marked. Derp. 
You've marked the captain. Do I get to start evaporating ghosts now? Actually, at this moment, Brack will save your turn. And Blaze, it is going to be your turn, but literally in the moment that that arrow hits Captain D and he says, Argh! Argh! Well, I see there's some fight in you. And he turns his eyes on you, Brackle. Joseph, you hear a voice in your head. It's Amber. Uh, ca- captain Stormbright, uh, there are... Um, uh, the captains want me to tell you there are ghost pirate ships out here. We're all under attack. Also, sea monsters. Um, we're in big trouble. And that is why you are here. Take care of it. We will do our best, sir. We're a little busy right now. And that's where we're going to end. <laughs> and that is where we're going to end this You're week's the worst, episode. I mean, bro. we're an hour and a half. We got we to cut this one. I survived a whole episode. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wow. believe it. Good job. Pegbeard. He did it. With this right. garbage. Let's take it out. This garbage Thank monster you. ball game. We're not killing my friend. Pirate. Zombies, yes, and man, Blaze tearing up Jack. I'm excited to see how much it's damage Jack. he does on his next turn. Jack Sparrow, <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited. Thank you all for listening. We <laughs> no, hope you've enjoyed you. this Paul, episode. Let me have one more turn, Jeremy. No, one more. Heroes. We love you. <laughs> one more time. We appreciate you. Um, tune in next week to see. If we love you, Captain D and Joe facing off our bad blood. There, things are looking pretty dork. Maybe one day bad we'll hear all blood. about it. Now we got bad blood. Next time on Killing Kellen. What's a pirate's favorite letter? R! No. The C. It's the C. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you next time. Love you. Bye. 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 Goodbye. Who can say when Hello, everyone. Hello. And welcome. Hello. Alan. Hello. And actual, actual play. play. You've got to stop doing that. Do you want heartburn? <laughs> we got do the you spice have for GERD? You. Do you want do you have what? Do you have Who GERD? I don't know what GERD is. Heartburn. GERD. GERD is heartburn. Never heard of that. Uh, I'm a GERD. Also, <laughs> I'm a if you GERD. love us. I'm a GERD I'm a GERD heartburn. I play Pot of Greed. It allows Last me to draw time. three additional cards from my deck. <laughs> that stupid meme, Jeffrey, shut up. Pot of greed. That's not how that card works. Three additional cards from my deck. Last. Oh, my God. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> uh, last time. Question. Yeah. What year yeah. do they learn Fireball, and will Guy be able to do it without flashbacks? <laughs> That's wow. a good question. Will he be able to do it at all? Has he been able to have a stealth or a stealthy guy? He's enrolled in Death and Dying, uh, and he's 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 dealing with that. Um, We're in class. You are making your way toward the uh, same location where you arrived here from. Dun, 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 dun. I need you. Na, 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 na. I miss you. Na, 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 na.